Hello, and welcome to the intersection of Crystal R. Emery. Crystal is a member of the Producers Guild of America, an American Association for the Advancement of Science, if then ambassador, and a member of New York Women in Film and Television. Crystal is CEO and founder of You Are You the Right to Be Inc., and she is a bad ass. Today's story is Lazarus Rising, Part 2. Here is Crystal Renee Emery. Hello, and today I have with me my favorite brother. Now, the rest of my family don't get mad, and you, the listening audience, you know, people try to pretend that they don't have a favorite sibling. But in this case, my brother Aaron is everybody's favorite sibling. So today we have Aaron with us. And Aaron is and will always be a phenomenal human being. So last podcast, you heard me talk about Lazarus Rising. And this is part two of Lazarus Rising. And this part is Aaron's version of what happened that day. So I get an opportunity to tell you a really amazing and unique story. Um, I was sitting in my hospital room and my mom was there visiting. And my whole experience was really spiritually based. And on this particular day, I told my mom, I said, Mom, I need Crystal. And she said, what? And I said, I need Crystal. I need my sister. I said, my spirit is low and I need my sister. And she said, Erin, I don't know where Crystal is. You know, I don't know how to get in contact with Crystal right now. But all I knew is that I needed my sister because of where my my spirits were at that point in time. So I lay down and I can't give you an exact timeline, but within that same day, you know, all of a sudden I'm laying down and I hear, Aaron, I popped up and I said to my, my mom, I said, mom, do you know who that is? And she said, Aaron, that's, that's, that's Crystal. And the, the funny thing about it is that I never once got out of my bed to go greet anyone because I'm blind and I can't see, so I'm not going to just start walking around. But when I heard her voice, I immediately got out of the bed and I walked to her and it was like there was no obstacles or there was nothing in the way and she said follow my voice and I walked to her and I was just so happy I cried I was I was in tears and it was just amazing to me because I just realized how everything aligned like you know it was it was amazing because I believed that me and my sister have a spiritual connection that was just a way of realizing that it's truly something real. And she heard me. You know, I called out for her and she heard me. And it goes a little bit further than that because my sister was on the road and my sister doesn't 
make stops when she's on the road. You know, she goes from point A to point B without trying to make, you know, stops. And, and especially on the, the way back home, you know, she's looking to get home. So it made it, all these things are going through my head. And it, it just made the experience so amazing that she heard me cry out for her. And she came, you know, and it was just amazing. And I, and I, I went over and, and I hugged her and I cried and, you know, and she cried. It was something that if you ever had a true spiritual situation in your life, it was something that you would be able to relate to. But without that experience in your life, you would never be able to relate to what I felt that day. One of the most amazing days in my life um, that happened to come at one of the, what some people would say, worst times in my life. But I don't put it in that way. You know, um, I just feel like that whole experience was something that I will never forget. I'll remember that the rest of my life, 100%. And it just goes to show the bond that I have with my sister and how amazing it is and how amazing that spirituality is. How do you deal with the reality of your life every day? My life has changed. I have been blind for approximately six months, and... It's been a learning experience. I never thought that I would adapt to this situation um, prior to being blind, uh, which was actually one of the worst fears of my life. Um, But I get up every day, and by the grace of God and my family and friends, you know, helping me along, keeping me strong, Um, helping keep my spirit up. It allows me to basically try and get back into the swing of life. In the very beginning, uh, there was a lot of aches and pains and and a lot of, you know, doubt on what I would be able to do and how I would accomplish things. But because I have a can-do attitude and my spirits are high, and I have great support systems around me, I'm able to do a lot of things. I've mastered, you know, my house, you know, upstairs, downstairs, you know, couches, bathrooms, whatever the case may be, kitchen. Um, You know, I work a microwave. I make bagels and coffees in the morning, you know, uh, and, you know, I put cream cheese on my bagel. You know, I make a a sandwich when I'm hungry, you know? So I haven't allowed this, what some people call disability, um, which I don't refer to it as a disability, but for the sake of, um, I haven't allowed it to shut me down or shut me out, which I believe is the common problem with a lot of things. You know, people feel like, You know, it's me against the world and nobody cares. And the reality of the situation is you're either going to stand up and fight or you're going to lay down and die. 
And I choose to stand up and fight every day because I'm an example for my family. I'm an example for my children. I'm an example for my friends, you know, and there's a lot of people who look at me and say, you know what, because you do, it makes me want to do, you know, because you can, it makes me want to do, you know, and they say, you know, I complain about, you know, this or that or whatever the case may be, but you sit here, you know, and you can't see and you don't complain about anything. Well, that's not the point. The point's not if your complaints are valid to my complaints or whatever the case may be, because, you know, if, if you have something to complain about, then, you know, you're, you're entitled to complain. You know, I can't tell you that your complaints are invalid and that mine are. But I just feel that if I sit and I complain, then I won't accomplish so what I do is I, I practice and I lean on my faith and I just get it done. I, I, I learned one thing from my sister that sticks in my head. And she always says, I can't doesn't live here. And that's one thing that has always stuck in my head. And I find that it was something that I started to take practice to. But now in this moment, I appreciate it so much more because there's so many days I want to say I can't. And I won't, though, because I can. And that's how I'm going to get through this and, you know, be the best that I can be. You know, I've always strived to be the best that I can be. And I tell people, you know, if you thought I did amazing things when I could see, you know, then wait until you see what I can do now that I can't. And I really believe that that's going to happen. Something amazing is going to come out of this. Aaron, what did our relationship look like before the accident? So I talk a little bit about the relationship between me and my sister, Crystal. We've always had a really great relationship. Now, it doesn't mean we've always seen eye to eye. Doesn't mean that, you know, she always thinks I'm right or I always think she's right or whatever the case may be, but we've always been there for each other. And like I said before, you know, we've always had this connection and, and, and it's undeniable you know, we would have conversations on the phone and, and, and we would discuss it and talk about it because we both feel this same connection. Um, but my sister's amazing. And I've always talked about my sister to my friends and the people I meet. And, you know, and, and I would just say my sister is so amazing. She goes through all these things on a daily basis but she doesn't let anything stop her. She, you know, accomplishes all these goals and she just goes and she goes. And, and it's just amazing. And I would talk about her all the time because I was truly amazed by what she can do. Whereas, you know, people would look at her and if you looked at her, you would judge her. 
but not knowing how foolish you were for passing judgment on such an amazing person. Um, I think my sister super, she's a superhero. You know, she just, <laughs> to know my sister is to love my sister. With that being said, you know, she's taught me a lot of things. She's brought me into her life and not just her life as a sister, but her life as uh, a businesswoman, her life as a film director. You know, I remember, you know, my sister doing plays and, you know, and, you know, writing books and you know, making candy and, you know, and just, if, if you can do it, my sister's probably done it, you know, and that's one of the amazing things that I've always admired about her. And I, and I think that I have a entrepreneurial spirit and I'm, I, you know, I'm a go-getter and she has, you know, brought me along, you know, on some, some uh, ventures per se that I would have never experienced in my life. And it's funny because sometimes things come up and people are like, how do you know that? And I'd be like, well, I know it because I was on the set with my sister helping out, you know, or, or, you know, I got a chance to talk to this director and, you know, I asked them questions, you know, from, from early youth and, you know, my sister Crystal was the trick-or-treater, you know. She took us out. Everybody hop in the van and let's go, you know, to, you know, licking envelopes closed to, you know, send out letters, you know. But they're all experiences from, you know, from youth to now at the age of 40 that I have shared with my sister that have you know, help mold me into who I am. Um, you know, I believe that everyone in your life, you know, adds a little something to you. And I'm proud to say that my sister has added a lot to me. So what was one of your favorite memories uh, doing something with me before you lost your sight? My favorite memory if I if I touch base on my favorite memory, I'm going to go back to my story. That's my absolute favorite memory with you. So one of my favorite things with my sister, Crystal, is the ability to be able to call her and pick her brain. I call my sister for all types of things. And sometimes I feel like I call her because... I almost feel like I will receive, like, uh, I want to say it's like a devil's advocate type thing, but I will say, I will call her to get her real perspective. How about that? I'll call her to get her real perspective. And not that I always agree with what she says, because, you know, I feel like I'm capable of making decisions. I'm capable of having great ideas. You know, what devalues my thoughts, you know, over her thoughts. And that's not the point, though. But the point is, I can call my sister 
and I can talk to her and hear her out. And even though I don't necessarily always agree, it gives me a different perspective to look at, and I love that. I love the fact that I can bounce an idea off of her, and she could say, whoa, you're way left field. You know, I think that this makes more sense. And you know what the funny thing about it is? She'll tell me her perspective. And if I can take 15% of what she said, then that helps me. So now the other 85%, I may not agree with. But if I can take that 15% and add it to what I already have, then I feel like, you know, we're in a lab and we're, we're, you know, mixing up a couple chemicals to come up with the perfect, you know, solution. And I've always loved the fact that I can call her. Don't matter, you know, day, night, you know, she always makes time. And and I, I, I feel like I've called her on many different subjects, whether it's girlfriends, wife, um, you know, business opportunities, you know, business opportunities for someone else, you know, um, where I can share some of her knowledge with someone else and let them make a decision if it fits, you know, um, just life, you know, and, and, and I just love the fact that it, 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 it makes me feel good when I get off the phone with my sister because I feel like I never go backwards talking to her. I always progress. And that's an awesome feeling when, when I hang up the phone, you know, and I say, I love you. And she says, you know, I love you back. And I hang up that phone with a smile on my face. And sometimes we talk for 15 minutes. Sometimes we talk for an hour or, or more. But whenever we talk, it's a building experience. You know, it's funny. I feel like we never talk just the talk. It always ends up leading somewhere. There's always something to be learned out of our conversations, which is really funny to me because, you know, I talk to people all day on the phone. And half the time, you know, I just want to put the phone down and let them talk because what they're saying doesn't really interest me. But my sister is so brilliant and such an amazing person that, she has a wealth of knowledge that if you try and tap into it, you know, you can learn so much and gain so much, but you have to use it. You have to use the resources you have around you. And she's a resource, you know, that happens to be my family, you know. Um, and I think that that's one of the, one of my favorite things about Crystal is that I can tap into my sister as a resource who can help me in many of different situations. We laugh, we cry, you know, uh, we, we get upset with each other from time to time, but it's nothing I ever last, you know, and it's all love at the end of the day. Aaron, talk about what is most important to you? One of the most important things to me in my life are making sure that 
my children are okay. I am known to be a great father, a great provider, um, and my children are everything. So we develop, you know, certain skills and, and certain ways about ourselves as we grow up. And I've learned the things that I think I should do over the years of growing up and the things I shouldn't do, which had helped me develop my parenting skills. And what I want my children to remember, I love my kids hard. I discipline my kids hard. And I just hope that I can help them along with being great assets to this society. Um, I take pride in my children. I take pride in the fact of being a father. I take pride in the fact of being a black father in a society where people don't feel like a black dad is present. You know, that's, that's, that's not the case. You know, that's some cases, but that's not the case. And I, but I take pride in that. And sometimes I feel ashamed to take pride in it because I feel like there should be no color on who's present and who's not. You know, I feel like it shouldn't be, well, moms are always present, but dads aren't. And I feel like because there's a couple bad apples, you know, that reflects on all of us. Shame on us because I'm a great dad and I have individual relationships with all my children. I have four children, 18, 15, 10, and three. And I have a different relationship with all four of them. And I... I sit and I talk with my children constantly. And I have conversations with them when, when you know, one-on-one -on -one conversations with them. And, you know, I'm a dad who likes to hug and likes to kiss and likes to cuddle and, you know, and, and, and just spend family time. You know, I have mandatory, you know, family movie nights, you know, where, listen, turn off the games, turn off the phones, let's watch a movie together, let's, let's be a family, you know, if you want to, if, if, if you want to play games and stuff, we can do it after this, I feel like being the youngest in my family, I feel like I've seen a lot, and everyone had an opinion on my life, I was the youngest, and I feel like through the things that I learned and, and how, you know, my siblings were. And, you know, I, I truly feel like we were a unit. You know, we, we, we did stick together. My family sticks together. And I feel like I want to create that same bond for my children. I, I believe it's important that they stick together. You know, we have each other's back, and that's how it should be. You should have your brothers and your sisters back at all times. You know, and sometimes you have to have their back when they're wrong, you know, and hope that you have their back in this moment, but, they, but their intentions are to do better, you know. Um, but 
I feel like to know me is to know my children. And it's really awesome when I hear somebody say, oh, yeah, Aaron's a great dad. You know, he takes care of his kids. You know, he loves his kids. And for someone else to understand that, you know, means that you're doing something right. Because people looking from the outside in, I feel like, never get the right perspective. But they have the right perspective. I do love my kids. I do anything for them. And, you know, and I, and I truly have raised amazing kids because during this time that I'm going through, my kids have my back 100%. You know, they've been, for me, been there for me 100%. You know, and I constantly say, sorry to bother you. I know I'm bothering you. And they say, Dad, you're no bother. Dad, it's okay. Dad, what do you need? And that's a sign of raising good kids. You know, they don't leave me out the dry. You know, they're right there for me whenever I need them. You know, that's what you want. And that's, that's the goal I've always worked towards is making sure that they know that they're loved and making sure that they know that I will provide for them and I, I will be there for them to the point where now they're saying, you know what, Dad, we're here for you. We got you. You know, and, and, and it's just a sure sign of the bond that we truly have and that I've created, that we've created, you know, because I don't do it by myself. And another, you know, sign that, you know, something is right. You know, we're doing something correct and raising these kids. And I just truly live for my children at this point in my life. And I, I feel I will always live for my children because they're the most important part of me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Intersection of Crystal R. Emery. Subscribe if you like today's episode and want to receive notifications when new episodes are available. New episodes will be available every Monday and Thursday. If you would like to learn more about or support Crystal's work, please visit URUTheRightToBe.org. You can also follow Crystal on Twitter at Crystal R. Emery or at Changing Stem. Music is provided by Jay Hogard featuring I Am Free from his album Harlem Hieroglyphics. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Namaskar. <laughs>